Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. I know it's been a while, and in case you didn't know, I've had COVID for like the last two weeks now. I'm starting to get better, but videos will probably still be somewhat sporadic. But hopefully I'll be able to record regularly very soon. In the meantime, I have this video, another video coming up, and I'm probably going to do a few compilations here and there as I continue to recover. Again though, sorry it's been a while, but I hope you all enjoyed this one. And as always, be sure to send your story to southerncannibal.com if you have one you want to share. All that being said, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always stay hungry. The story probably needs a few trigger warnings. I was 19 at the time that this story takes place, back in late 2011. I had been dating this guy on and off since high school, and he had admitted to having an obsession with me. The last time that I had seen him was around a month prior when we broke up. He was straight up sure that I was cheating on him, even though we lived together in his apartment and I didn't even know anyone in the area that we lived in. It was a town about an hour away from my hometown. I had no lock on my phone, so he was always going through it and reading everything I said to anyone, including my parents, and my call logs as well. For the sake of the story, we'll call myself Anne, and him Devin. A little backstory on us. Devin again had openly admitted to having an obsession with me. He had joked when we were younger how he was going to kidnap me and kill me. Well, we were teenagers, so I thought nothing of it, like an idiot, because he and I shared dark humor. I'd tell him things back like, well, make sure it's really deep so you know I don't come crawling out of my grave to haunt you. Looking back, I really am shocked at how scary that is now because over the years, his jokes about this seemed more and more scary. No laughter before or after making such a threat. No smile. And sometimes he would stare at me intently. He even went as far as to having intercourse with me after we got drunk at a friend's house while I was passed out. He told me all about it when I woke up, and he told me how much he loved it and just how vulnerable I was. My stupid ass still stayed. Fast forward a few years. He was mentally and emotionally abusive many years after I got to know him from dating, and pretty much nothing like it used to be when we met. He would say I did or said things that I didn't, to the point where I was actually beginning to question my own sanity. One day I had enough, and I had gathered up all my things while he was at work, and I moved back into my parents' house, which again was about an hour away from where his apartment was. My parents gladly welcomed me back, and they still had my room the same as I had left it. I got a job working at a gas station less than a mile away from where we lived, and all was settling back in place. So, now I need to give you a quick rundown of the house. It was a pretty decent-sized two-story house on a dead-end road. It had a nice large yard, and woods all around the back portion so no neighbors could be seen unless we walked down the driveway, and then you could see the one across the street. 
I lived in the downstairs portion in what used to be a basement. The room that I was in wasn't all that big and it only had one little sliding glass window. My bed was placed in the far corner, which was right next to the window that was open. My parents had a large room upstairs. Okay, now that the layout is out of the way, I came home from work at 11pm and let myself in. I did the usual, such as change into something comfy and watched a bit of Family Guy before going to sleep. I awoke sometime around 2am, shivering, though I was wrapped up in my blanket. My face, however, was absolutely freezing and much colder than the rest of me. When I touched my face, I realized it was wet and I wondered if I had drooled or perhaps I was sweating, but no. I went to sit up and I felt my pillow was pretty wet too and it felt icy cold. I flinched and I saw something on my pillow, but with it being so dark, I couldn't tell what it was. I was freaking out at this point and I had no idea what was going on. I realized then that I could hear rain from outside. Quickly sitting up, I grabbed my phone and I turned on the flashlight to then find a hand-picked bouquet of flowers sitting on my pillow and they were soaking wet. Looking around my room, everything was the same as my door was still shut as it had been before while I went to sleep. It was then that I felt a breeze hit me and I looked at my window to find it open. I froze. I never would have slept with it open as it was right at the ground and literally anything could have wandered in, whether it be snakes, possums, or raccoons. You know those weird dreams where you wake up, but it's actually still a dream? Well, I slowly crept my way out of my bed and approached the window cautiously. I then saw a large figure, but my eyes couldn't exactly tell what it was. Wondering if I was hallucinating, I blinked several times, but it was still there. Then, I heard a deep familiar voice then say, Do you have any idea how long I've been waiting for you? My hair stood on end and I felt my heart skip a beat as I stopped breathing. My eyes were now adjusting and I could see a large man sitting just outside my window with their legs crossed. I whispered inaudibly, no. Being able to now make out his eyes, those pale blue icy eyes, chills ran down my spine. He then tilted his head as he stared back at me expressionless. Devin? Hey. I remained silent and I felt paralyzed to the spot, not being able to move a muscle but stare at him. My body was beginning to pour sweat and I really had trouble controlling my breathing. My mind was reeling. I kept wondering how he got here when he had no car and had always walked to work. Surely he didn't walk all the way here during the night, right? His friends would have never agreed to bring him this far at this time of night. That and they didn't really like me because they believed everything they told him about his suspicions with no evidence. So to this day, I still have no idea how he got to my house that is an hour away by car. When I gathered up enough composure, I croaked out, why? 
I wanted to have a conversation with someone who had the slightest bit of intelligence about them. He grimaced as he lowered his head and stared through the rain at me. No, not smiling. He was absolutely frowning when he said this. We both just stared at each other for long several moments before I got really angry and hissed at him. You act like this is some kind of game and I'm just some fucking pawn. He literally smiled and said, And you are. I froze up yet again. I glanced between the flowers on my pillow and back to him. Again, we stared at one another for what felt like an eternity before I was able to speak again. Why did you even come back? And don't say you wanted to speak to someone with a brain. That's not why you're here. Nor are the flowers. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't I scream for my parents, shut the window, call 911, etc.? In the moment, I couldn't think, and I was scared out of my mind. So, I merely just stood there staring at him, wide-eyed. He leaned in closer to the window, and gave an evil smile, and then said, Why are you still here not pushing me away? Honestly, I was so scared, and yet so enraged. I really had trouble not lunging out the window and tearing his face off. Still shaking, it grew silent again as I silently started to cry. I said, Why are you doing this? He looked at me as he tilted his head again and asked me, Why cry now? It felt like he was burning holes through me with his eyes. I bit my lips so hard, it started to bleed in frustration, anger, and fear. I finally said, I hate you. I really hate you. Well, I hate you too. He smiled cheerfully at me. You don't bring flowers to someone you hate. I snapped, gesturing to the flowers still on my pillow. Or do you? His smile changed from cheer to what appeared to be a deranged grin. You do realize how creepy this seems, right? I stated more than questioned. Oh, I know. He merely said. I finally had another spurt of courage from rage and confronted him. Who the hell do you even think you are? You know what he had the audacity to say? And as if he was some kind of victim because I broke his heart by leaving him. And yes... This is an exact quote, as I have kept a journal since I was 12. He said, and I quote, I'm your abomination. I'm simply the product of what you've twisted me to become. I'm the monster you wanted me to be. Like some kind of poetic stalker, as it seemed to always strive to be. Needless to say, I was covered in goosebumps now. But somehow, I had it in me to say, Good. We stared at each other for another eternity before he slowly got to his feet, soaking wet, and it was still pouring rain outside. He turned and walked away into the forest and out of sight. I shut the window quickly and locked it, backing away, but unable to take my eyes off of it. Lightning lit up the sky and I could see him standing at the edge of the forest. I threw myself in my bed as it was all coming down on me and I cried my eyes out. 
I never told my parents or really anyone else for that matter. The situation was so bizarre and I felt like no one would believe me. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg of the things that happened with this guy. I have so many other stories about him, but that can be for another day. I half expected to see him at my workplace the following morning, but I didn't, thankfully. He had a habit of finding me, even though none of my social media showed where I worked, nor did I post anything about it. That and I had blocked him. We had no mutual friends, so I have no idea how he would find these things out. How would he know I went back to my parents instead of my sister or someone else? And sadly, that was not our last encounter, which I will write out and send to this channel some other time. It's just that this one happened about this time of year, 12 years ago, and it still haunts me. I was so glad he couldn't get through that tiny window, because who really knows what he would have done to me. I really did think he was going to kill me that night, but thankfully, I am still here today. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption on the scary stories, but I want to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation. So, it's the most wonderful time of the year, which is also the most hectic time of year. Everyone puts off shopping until the last minute, but if you have an online store, I think you know the feeling of getting hit with a ton of orders at once. I know the holidays can be stressful, but using ShipStation isn't. With ShipStation, you get a free trial and quick setup, and now is the time to try ShipStation if you've been on the fence. I've talked about this before, but ShipStation is perfect if you have your own online business. Whether it's your own Etsy shop, eBay, or Amazon, it's perfect for that. ShipStation works with all your favorite places to sell online, and you can manage every order from one simple dashboard, as well as automate routine shipping tasks, printing shipping labels, and easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of stress-free holiday shipping. Use promo code CANNIBAL today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CANNIBAL. I dated this girl in high school for a little while. She was really beautiful, and I was just so taken back by her that I really couldn't think of anything else. As we dated, though, she started getting really strange and doing weird things. For example, she would always follow me everywhere I went, and when we broke up, she would try to get back with me, even when I told her I didn't want to be in a relationship with her anymore. Well, we did in fact break up. It happened before I got into college. I didn't want to keep the relationship going because we were going to live far away from one another. This happened right before summer began. So, I started going out with friends more during the summer, and I was also hooking up with other girls. Well, my now ex was still being way too clingy. She kept on calling me after I told her I didn't want to date her anymore and yet she still kept on. So when I found out that she had ended up at the same college I did, probably knowing that I had applied there and got accepted, I was shocked to say the least. 
I was really hoping by the end of the summer she would eventually stop and finally lose interest in me, and that she would just altogether forget about me. Well, boy, was I wrong about that. One Tuesday morning, I was getting ready to go to my classes, and as I was getting ready, I thought I had heard some kind of tapping noise at my dorm window. I looked out out of curiosity, but I didn't see anything, so I just ignored it. A couple of minutes later, as I was getting ready to leave, I heard the same tapping noise at the same window. I was starting to get really weirded out now. As I peeped out of the window slowly, I once again didn't see anything, but I kept looking to make sure there was really no one there, and just as I was about to look away, I could have sworn then I saw one of the bushes by the trees moving. I opened the window, then asked, Who's there? This isn't funny. The person or thing or whatever the hell it was didn't move for about a solid two minutes. Then all of a sudden, a person jumped out of the bush holding some sharp looking object, presumably a knife. I thought I recognized this person, and then it hit me. It was my ex-girlfriend. She looked absolutely fucking insane. She had messy hair, dirty clothes, and it looked like she hadn't slept in days. We both just stared at each other for what felt like a long time, and she then made a cutting motion on her neck. I quickly rolled down the curtains from the window and backed away in shock, as I didn't know what else to do except make a report that there's some weird girl on campus holding a knife. The reason I didn't disclose to the college that I knew her or because we dated before is because I didn't want to share too much information. Lesson learned. Never date someone without looking for red flags or without paying attention to the type of person you're going out with because you never know what they might do or how batshit crazy they may turn out to be. In high school, I just got in a car and I really wanted to drive it everywhere. It was loaded with everything, all for only $4,000, so that became my first car. It was a copper bronze color and had a half fennel top of a tan colored leather with a porthole cut out for the small back seat. My friend who didn't drive yet agreed to a nice trip to a mall. We met at school downtown and we lived a good distance from one another. So I offered to pick her up, but she declined, saying she'd just ride the bus to the stop right on the side entrance to the main store in the mall. The mall was only 15 minutes from ours, but 50 from hers. We agreed and we said we'd shop and look and walk and talk, and then we'd eat lunch in one of the places in the dining hall. I parked right up near the main store entrance across a wide parking lot reaching to the side street where her bus stop would drop her off and I was early, but not all that much. At least when we would leave, my car will be right there and I thought I may end up taking her home. I walked to the expanse of the parking lot to the side street, crossed it, and then waited there at the bus shelter and sign. Soon, men, women, and teens and everyone in between poured off the bus, and I spotted her right away and we waved. Everyone was walking along and going mostly to the mall. She and I said hello and began walking towards the mall's side entrance. We both noticed right away that the only person not just going ahead and walking 
was a man who was middle-aged, not remarkable in any way, and he was just hanging back. When he saw us move towards the mall, my friend shot me a glance. Were we being followed? I then whispered to her that I guess we'd see if he really was. We would test him. We entered a store, and then another, and then every aisle he'd do the same thing. Hang back about an aisle, and then be lurking. And as soon as we moved on, he'd follow us there as well. We were getting creeped out. I told her we'd go to the bathing suits, and see if it was no merchandise a man would need, and if he'd follow us there or not. And he did. So we moved on to a shoe store that my sister always frequented. And they knew us on sight, and they asked if they could help me. I told the young guy working there that I was being followed. And strangely, he sort of fluffed me off, saying no, probably not. My friend also piped up, then saying, uh, yeah he is. He was wrong to do this, but he kept denying it. And then when I asked if he'd call security, he said that he couldn't do that, and that I'd actually need to go to the entire back of the mall where there was a dangerous area with dumpsters and a back alley. My dad had once pointed that exit, and had always said not to hang around that spot, and I had just recalled it with the stalker after us, and I said we couldn't do that. I knew where the security was, but I wasn't going near that, as we'd surely be abducted. So we were angry and let down, and in danger. I guess the guy in the shoe store had simply not seen him, and didn't see that he was right outside of the store. He picked up on us soon, and we exited of course. This all went on in another few stores, and we avoided the exits in any offbeat areas that weren't on the main thoroughfares. It got critical, and we had totally nixed the idea of shopping now, as well as lunch and we just agreed to try and lose him by slowly walking and then act like we're going in some place and walk super fast out of there and then sprint to the door outside right by my car as I thankfully parked nice and close. We did end up running to it and I opened our doors and locked them in one motion. I then started the engine and my Mustang flew right out of that parking lot, all with him standing in the doorway to the mall never knowing where we went. He didn't know what car we had, as we'd both been at the bus stop in the beginning. I drove her home and we talked about it all the way to her house. Later on, there was a little girl all over the news. She had apparently been abducted from that very side of the mall, and the whole community was so saddened. I felt really lucky. This experience made me be really cautious as to always make sure I wasn't being followed whether it's in a car or on foot. Thank goodness it had a happy ending.